started ministering uh, uh, on, on the book of Ephesians. <clears throat> and so we're going to uh, continue uh, this today. And on Sundays, I've been talking about the Holy Spirit. And so uh, I just kind of, the Lord's led me to do it in this dire- direction, to go this direction on these particular services. And, and uh, the Holy Ghost services are going to be great because so few people really hear too much about the Holy Spirit. We need to know He's real and uh, He's with us always. And and we need to understand his operations on, on the planet and in our lives. But when you start looking at the book of Ephesians, start looking at the uh, epistles that uh, Paul wrote of who we were in Christ and what Jesus done through his death, burial, and resurrection, we need to know that as well. And so uh, I want to, I'm not going to jump right to Ephesians. I want to read a couple of passages of scripture prior to that. I wasn't planning on that till right before I come out here. The Lord kind of spoke to me about these. And the first one I want to go to is Galatians chapter 1, and we're going to, uh, uh, verse uh, uh, 11. And I want to read, uh, uh, this is the Apostle Paul. He wrote the letters to Galatian, to the Galatians. He wrote the letters to Ephesus. He wrote them to 1st, 2nd Corinthians, and he wrote most of the epistles. He wrote two-thirds of the New Testament telling us who we are in Christ. He was once a persecutor of the church. Y'all know what happened on the road to Damascus? He got knocked off of his donkey going to, to put people in prison for preaching and, and believing in Jesus Christ. And, and all of a sudden, he's begin to spend time with Jesus. He just, uh, uh, Jesus showed up and appeared to him and, and he just began, God, the Holy Ghost began to minister to him. The Jesus began to minister. He said Jesus showed up to him. So Jesus showed up to Paul. Paul wasn't one of the, uh, the twelve prior to that. And uh, so he didn't walk with Jesus on earth. In fact, he persecuted Christians after the fact that Jesus died and rose again. But verse 11 says this, But I make known to you, Paul writing, he said, I make known to you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached by me is not according to man. For I neither received it from man, nor was I taught it, but it came through the revelation of Jesus Christ. He said, what I preach to you and what I write to you and what I tell you, man didn't tell me this, Jesus did. Jesus himself told me what I'm preaching to you. Now, that's pretty profound, isn't it? Jesus showed up. To, in fact, those are the things that Jesus carried away with him that he could not reveal to the others when he told them, I still got many things to tell you, but you're not ready to bear them now. You can't handle them right now. You can't take them in right now. And then he gave them to Paul, and Paul came and started preaching these these truths about who we were in Christ and, and the fact that we were delivered from the kingdom of darkness and the power and and, uh, and the principalities and power. All these things, he brought this revelation out. And even Peter himself said, man, he's saying some strong stuff but you better listen to him because it's good and it's right. And so I'm telling you something. He uh, uh, said, listen, what I got and what we'll be reading and what we're uh, doing is what Jesus taught Paul uh, about what who we were in him. Now, I want to go jump back to, we're not even going to Ephesians now. I know y'all are chomping at the bits right now. But I want to jump back to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians. And uh, I just hope I get to Ephesians. I know, I'm sure I will for a little bit anyway. Paul writing to the Corinthian church, he said, however, chapter 2, verse 6. My wife always gets on to me about this, not telling y'all where to go, but I figure y'all supposed to be in the Holy Ghost by now. <laughs> you come to church led by the Spirit of God, we'll all be led to the right spot. I'm just kidding. Kind of. Anyway, verse 6 says this. I like this. However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age. Let me see. Was I going to write that in a different translation? No. 
Anyway, let's, I'm going to start back up. I, I, I got distracted from myself. However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. How many knows there's, there's certain things you can talk to mature people that you can't talk to baby Christians? You kind of have to lead them along the way and grow up. He said, "By I'm a, a, a speak to wisdom among those who are mature." You know, we we are to all be mature in this church. We've been here long enough, born again long enough. We're to be mature and we're to take the meat and the steaks of the things. It says, "Not yet, not the wisdom of this world, age or this world, nor the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery." The hidden wisdom which God, which God ordained before the ages for our glory. A mystery is a hidden truth. And, uh, you know, it, the Word of God wasn't hidden from us. It was hidden for us. It wasn't hidden from us. It was hidden for us. God's not trying to hide anything from us. He's trying to reveal everything He can to us. Amen? And it goes on to say, which none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. He's letting them know right now, if the devil would have known what was going to happen or take place after Jesus died, was buried, and went to hell and rose again, he would have never crucified the Lord of glory. He would not uh, constantly uh, stayed on, on them crucifying Jesus if he would have really known what was going to take place after the fact, although God had a plan for all this to happen. It says, but as it is written, eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Now, a lot of people stop reading right there. Have you ever noticed some people, you know, you never know what God's going to do. Eye has not seen, nor ear heard the things that God has prepared for those who love him. But they quit reading right there, shut the book, says, well, if we, he wants us to know it, we'll know it. That's a sad way to be when it comes to Christians. But notice what it says, but God. Everybody shout, but God. But God has. Everybody shout, has. That means it's already been done. He has revealed them what? What them? The things that eye has not seen nor ear heard. The hidden truths, the mysteries. He said, but he's revealed them to us. Who's us? You and I, born again believers. It says, but God has revealed them to us through his spirit, through the Holy Ghost. By the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit is a revealer. I said, he's a revealer. He likes to take from what Jesus said, he'll take of mine and reveal them to you. So praise God, he takes the word, he he takes those hidden truths, those those secrets, those hidden things that that the, 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 the people that don't know God can't find, and he reveals them to those who do know Jesus. He said, through his Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. You want to get deep? People said, I just want to be deep. Well, get deep then. He said he'll reveal the deep things to you. I found out some people that want to get deep ain't even gotten the shallows yet. You know, to get in the deep water, you got to start wading in the shallows first. Anybody in church? People say, I just want deep. And they can't even get the, they can't even get the shallow yet. They still ankle deep. To get knee deep, you got to keep wading. Amen. And so he said, the deep things of God. Listen, I like deep things of God. And, you know, let me say this. That getting the deep things of God, you getting the deep things, you're going to have to sit and think about it a little bit. you got to study it a little bit. And then you'll start getting some of those things that you say we call deep. But I'm telling you something, there's not a born-again believer, not one person in this church today that shouldn't be getting the deep things of God. Amen? 
good things. We must say the good things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now, we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit, capital S, who is from God, which is the Holy Ghost, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. God wants us to know what belongs to us. Did you know that? So many, listen, when we said my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge, it's meaning this. Listen, I have already given you a lot of things, but listen, you're going to have to understand and know that I have already freely given them to you, but you're going to have to search them out. Did you know you're going to have to search some things out? You're going to have to search them out. You're going to have to get the Word of God for yourself. You say, why is that, Pastor? You can preach it all to me. I'll never, if you came every service, you're not going to hear all the counsel of God from me. Amen? There's going to be some things you need to know and read in the Word of God that I'm not going to read and I'm not going to uh, 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 give it to you, but you've got to search those things out. You've got to study those things out. You've got to seek God on He said, listen, I've already revealed them to you by the Spirit. They've already been revealed. Listen, you say, well, there's a lot of things hidden. Listen, you can go buy a Bible at a lot of, you can buy Bibles at Walmart. You know what's in there? The hidden truth, the truth of God, the gospel of Jesus Christ. You can buy some of them for three or four dollars. These things we also speak not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. It says, but the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God for their foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. You ever wondered why you try to talk to some people and they just scratch their head and look at you like you're crazy? Because the natural man can't understand it. And you said, but they said they were born again. Let me tell you something. Not everybody says they're born again is born again. I'm sorry to tell you that, and I hate to tell you that, but I'm telling you, it, the Bible says if you're born again, they're spiritually discerned, and you are to spiritually understand the Word of God. Now, I'm not saying you're going to sit down and understand every single thing you read right off the bat. You might have to read it a few things, times. I, listen, I've read the New Testament I don't know how many times. I know uh, Brother Hagin uh, made the statement he would, after he had read the New Testament over 150 times, all of a sudden God spoke to him about one scripture he had read over and over and over and over again and showed him some things in that scripture they had never seen before after 150 times of reading it. So don't ever think the word, you can't get something else out of reading John again. Huh? Praise God. And so uh, uh, I remember uh, somebody giving somebody a a Bible and and, uh, they gave him, he was a, he was a, 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 this guy was a a, a drug addict. He was smoked, uh, smoked pot, stuff like this. And they gave him a Bible and Somebody said, well, don't give him that Bible. He'll roll, he'll roll, he'll roll his marijuana in the pages and smoke it. And so they gave him that Bible and he, he took that Bible and he gave a testimony one day and he said, well, I just want you to know I smoked Matthew and I smoked Mark and I smoked, uh, uh, Luke, but John smoked me. <laughs> he got to John and got, got the truth and got delivered. Amen. Praise God. Some of y'all didn't get that right real quick. <laughs> I thought it was funny when I, heard, I I was told it. Of course, the guy that told me was dealing with the people. And uh, he says, but he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. What did you say? He said, you have the mind of Christ that I can instruct you. 
I can lead you. I can guide you. I can direct you because I'm telling you something. He'll also deal with your mind just like he will your spirit. Amen. We have the mind of Christ. Now, after that, I did that for a reason. I want you to go to uh, Ephesians chapter 1. And you'll see when I read this why I went to those scriptures. And we done read up to this point, so I'm not going back. I'm going straight to this right here. And it's a prayer of Paul. It's in Ephesians chapter 15. Ephesians, I'm Ephesians 15. Y'all be looking a long time for that because there is none. So, uh, and so don't holler and say, what verse? Uh, Ephesians 1 verse 15. And I'm going to read this in the Amplified Bible, Billy. In the Amplified. Paul writing this. Remember, he said, I didn't get this from from a human, any human. I got this from Jesus Christ. He says, For this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints, the people of God, I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Now, I thought about that today when I read verse 15. He said, Since I've, when I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, I've heard you were born again. I also found out you love the saints, that you love people. And since I found out you're born again and you love people, I'm praying this for you. Because I'm telling sometimes when you, well, if you don't know Jesus, we done find out the natural man can understand the things of God. And if you're not walking in love, you kind of cut yourself off from the wisdom of God. Because faith works by love. I mean, if you're not a person who walks and lives in love, then you're also going to have a hard time comprehending and understanding the Word of God. But he said, since I know that you know Jesus Christ, I know that you're walking in love, I'm praying this for you. I'm praying this for you. You know you're to pray this. How many praise this prayer over yourself? You don't have to raise your hand or you can shake nods or something like that. You pray this prayer. In fact, I have uh, uh, this prayer on a, a, a laminated card on my desk. And actually, I took a picture of both the prayers, the Ephesians 3 and the Ephesians 1, and put it on my phone, and I, I took a picture where I can punch it up anywhere I am and, and, and pray this prayer over myself. And uh, Brother Hagen told, uh, told people, he said, if you'd take this prayer and pray it every day for six months, that you're, you'd be amazed at the revelation you would receive from the Word of God if you would pray this prayer. So Paul said, I do not cease to give thanks for you making mention of you in my prayers. For I always pray to the God of our Lord Jesus Christ. How many knows that's a plus right there when you pray to the God of the Lord Jesus Christ, our Father? So we need to pray to God in the name of Jesus because Jesus said, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he'll do it. And so the, he said, the, uh, I pray, always pray to the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, that he may grant you a spirit of wisdom and revelation, that's revealed knowledge, of insight into mysteries and secrets in the deep and intimate knowledge of God. Remember we just read a while ago about the hidden secrets and the Word of God, the wisdom of God, and such as that, about they being discerned by the Spirit of God. And then he says, I'm praying that you will understand the hidden mysteries and the secrets of God. We are to pray that over ourselves. We are to, we are to put ourselves in there and say, God, I thank you that the eyes of my understanding, which I've got ahead of myself right there, and start saying, God, I, I pray, and of course I don't do it in the Amplified. I'm t- am I talking too, t- talking too fast? I feel like I might be. I think I'm getting ahead of my brain. When I get ahead of... <laughs> Let me slow down just a little bit. I'm going to. I'm glad I'm not in the mountains. I would be out of breath right now. I remember when we went to New Mexico and preached for a while. I, I, and I, 
that's when I was a, a wild, crazy preacher. And, uh, I couldn't, I couldn't breathe for, seemed like forever at a high altitude. And, uh, he says, I always pray to the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, that he may grant you a spirit of wisdom and revelation. Revelation is something that's revealed to you, that's real to you, make known to you. A revelation of the insight into the mysteries, the hidden truths and secrets in the deep and intimate knowledge of God. You know, I believe that if we prayed that prayer over ourselves, what it would do, it would create, would create a hunger in us for the word. See, if you don't have a hunger for the word, you won't get into the word. I'm telling you right now, if you're not hungry for it, if you don't desire it, you won't hear it, you won't read it, you won't study it, you won't get, you won't even listen to somebody else preaching it if you're not hungry for it. So I believe if we pray this, it'll also start creating within us a hunger for the things of God. Let me tell you what the Bible says of the word of God. In Psalms 119, 162, the Bible says, I rejoice at your word as one who finds great treasure. You know, the Bible calls the word of God treasure. It's a treasure. And you know that treasure chest can get on the inside of you. You can be the treasure barrier. You can be where that treasure's buried, right in your spirit and in your heart, the Word of God. So I was reading those scriptures and I was thinking, you know, this is pretty good because we have a treasure that if we would just seek it out, you know, you see treasure hunters. You know, there was somebody that went around all over Wake. Y'all remember when they was looking for Billy the Kid's treasure, hidden treasure, all over Wake on stuff? They thought he had buried that treasure somewhere and they were going all over the place, digging up places, looking for that treasure. Evidently, they didn't find it. I guarantee Billy the Kid spent it. Or gave it away, one of the two. But I'm talking about they spent multiple thousands of dollars to try to find that 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 uh, treasure chest, and never did find it. Look at all the people's go over the Gulf and over the ocean and stuff, looking for hidden treasures and such as that. And we've got one of the greatest treasures right here in our lap that will create such wealth in your life, wealth of health, wealth of prosperity in your life. And we've just got to seek for it and look for it. And I'm telling you, he said, I pray that those hidden revelations and mysteries be revealed to you in the deep and intimate knowledge of God. God wants us to have an intimate relationship with him and his word. Thank you. Second Corinthians 4, 7, Paul says, "For but we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. And so I'm telling you, we have a treasure on the inside of us. Glory to God. And we just need to keep digging into the word of God and keep putting more revelation in us all the while. I'm telling you, we are to be smarter tomorrow than we were today. I'm going to say that again. We are to be smarter tomorrow, wiser with more revelation tomorrow than we are today. Amen. Amen. Every day we're to be growing in God. That's why I think that's why this prayer is so powerful. He said, by having the eyes of your heart flooded with light so that you can know and understand the hope to which he has called you and how rich is his glorious inheritance in the saints, his set apart ones. He said, I want your heart flooded with light. What did Jesus say the word was light? Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. That's word. He says, I want your heart flooded with the word. I want your heart, your life to be flooded with the word. I want you to understand and know me and know the hope, the expectation that I have for you and uh, what he's called us into his glorious inheritance. I want you to know your inheritance. And one translation says we are his inheritance. Praise God. So he wants us to know those things and, and he wants us to have wisdom and revelation. And we all, we have a right to be smart in the word. 
You know, the very thing that Jesus told Peter was when he asked him, who do men say that I am? He said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And uh, Jesus said, this flesh and blood didn't give you that, but my father who is in heaven. That's who told you that. And he said, I'm telling you, you're blessed, Simon Barjona, because flesh and blood didn't give that to you. And I'm telling you, because of that revelation you have, the gates of hell shall not prevail against you because of that revelation. I tell you, there's revelation we can get that will stop the gates of hell from prevailing or winning over our lives. Are you hearing me? We got to hear this. Praise God. I'm telling you, there's something we have to do. That's why Paul said, I'm praying for you. And this prayer still carries power today. Glory to God. We might as well say, Paul prayed that for me. If Paul prayed that for me, I can pray it for you. If Paul prayed it for us, then I can pray it for me. I can pray for myself. You say, you mean we can pray for ourselves? You better. Sit around and say, I wish somebody would pray for me. Well, pray for yourself. Will that help? Thank you for your enthusiasm on this Wednesday night. Huh? Praise God. You can, you can get all pumped up praying for yourself. Now, we don't just be selfish and praying for all ourselves. You may have family members need this prayer prayed over them. I mean, how do I need to pray for them? Pray that their eyes be open. Some of them are backslidden. Some of them are living in sin. Some of them are doing things like that. Start praying this prayer over them. Come on, now Linda's praying this prayer for Grosbeck, for the people of Grosbeck, that the eyes of this city will be opened. Amen? I mean, you take this prayer, pray it over people that you say, well, they're just, they're, 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 there's no hope for them to change. Well, with that attitude, they'll never change. But if you start saying, God, for this reason, I bow my knees to the uh, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And you put their name in there, say, I'm praying for so and so. And don't call, don't say old knucklehead, just call his name. <laughs> Come on now, he'll start changing the way you think about him, huh? Huh? Now, I'm just praying for old crabgrass over there, Sister Crabgrass. No, 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 don't, don't do that. I'm talking about just call them by name like you love them. When you pray for them, act like you love them when you pray for them, huh? You say, well, I don't love them, but you just, uh, t- you ought to. You say, well, their, their sister sandpapers rubbed me the wrong way too long. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what sister sandpaper did make you smooth on one side. <laughs> So you can pray, you can pray for whoever, huh? Praise God. Sometimes we, we say, I'm going to pray for them, but I sure don't want to. Well, sometimes we pray for people we really don't want to, but I tell you what, if you'll keep praying, you're sincere about it, you'll start seeing some changes in them. I guarantee you'll start seeing changes in them. And you start praying for them, they'll, they'll start talking to you again. They'll, they'll start coming around to see you again. They'll, they'll, um, listen, God wants people's hearts right. He loves people. I don't care who they are. I don't care how bad they are. God loves them. He don't want none of them to die and go to hell. He wants every single one of them to meet him. That's why he hadn't already came. Because he's still giving them chance after chance after chance to meet his son, Jesus Christ. Amen. And so it says, and so that you can know and understand, verse 19, what is the immeasurable. I love this verse. The immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of his power in and for us who believe. What do you say? That power that's in us. You Listen, some people don't even know what's in them. This power is in you. Isn't that what's that? That you may know that immeasurable, unlimited power that's in you and for you. Not only is it in you, but you have access to it and you are, uh, uh, it's far, you're, uh, uh, for you. That power there is dunamis. What does that mean? That means dynamite. That's where we get our word dynamite. That means explosive power. It means miracle working power. Amen? 
I'll just read the definition, which I've done said most of it. It's a, a force, it's miraculous power, it's ability and it's strength. It's ability and it's strength. So he said, I want you to know and understand this. Listen, when you understand that there's a greater one on the inside of you, and greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world, and you understand that power is above all demonic forces and all powers of darkness and all, when you understand that, you will not let the devil run over you not one more minute of your day. Is anybody hearing me? You won't be talking all about what the devil's doing. You'll be talking what God's doing. Have you ever had somebody, all they can talk about is what the devil's doing. Well, the devil's doing this, the devil's doing that. Well, I tell you what, I'm about sick of hearing what the devil's done. I found out a long time ago what Jesus did and what he did is far greater than what the devil ever could do or would do in your life. Amen? It comes time you got to get to the place where you put him where he belongs, right under your feet. Amen? And Paul's praying that we'll know this. Isn't he? Isn't that what he's praying for the saints? That we'll know this that will know the power that's in us and for us who believe as demonstrated in the working of His mighty... Listen to this, in His mighty power, which He exerted. Talking about God exerted in Christ when He raised Him from the dead and seated Him at His own right hand in the heavenly places. Listen, exert, you, here's, what, uh, here's what exert means. It means to put or thrust forth. It means a strength, a force or ability to strain, to put into action, to bring into active operation, exert. Listen to me. You can, some of you can pick up a five-pound weight and you ain't exerted nothing. It don't take nothing to pick up a five. I can, I can pick up two five-pound sugar bags, carry them out of the store with no exertion. Now, I'm going to tell you what. You said, when do you exert? When I have to pick up a hundred-pound bag. Come on now, that's exerting a little bit. Why? You're using something you did not have to use when it was just a five-pound bag of sugar. You're having to use more strength. You're going to have to exert yourself a little more. The Bible says God exerted this power and strength when he raised Jesus from the dead. There was an exertion of his power. And he's talking about that power living in you and at your and accessible to you in your life every day that you live. When you get up in the morning, that power's in you. When you get up in the morning, that power's available to you. And Paul said, I want you to know that. I want you to know that. I want you to know that you are great in God. Woo! Suck it now. That ought to call the cows home right there. That's how I call it. That's what my grandpa used to call the. I think it was a hogs he called like that. I'm not sure. But anyway, I took it up and come part of me. Hallelujah. Was he exerted? <laughs> I love that. He exerted Christ. That's in me. <laughs> he said, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named above every title that be, can be conferred, not only in this age, but and in this world, but also in the age and the world which is to come. Listen, God wants you to know. Paul wanted us to know, so he prayed because God wanted us to know that there's a name, that we have something greater than any name that has ever been named, whether it be cancer, whether it be diabetes, whether it be poverty and lack, whether it be depression or oppression. He said there's a name that if you will find out the power in this name, it's the name of Jesus of Nazareth, and that name is above every name that can ever be spoken on the planet. That name is greater. And he said, I want you to know that. 
I want you to know there's a power in you greater than any name, anything that's ever... If they say, well, they said, here's the problem. Here's what's wrong with you. Well, I got to tell you what. There's a power inside of you that's greater than that power of disease or whatever it is. It's inside of you and it's working on the inside of you. And listen, it's explosive power. Isn't that what dynamite is? You light the fuse. You might need to light the fuse to the power that's on the inside of you so it can blow that disease right out of your body, blow it right out of your life. Somebody's got to do it. Paul said, you got to know this, and if you know it, it'll change your life. Ooh, glory to God. And he has put, I like this, and he has put all things under his feet. All things are under Jesus' feet. And has appointed Jesus the universal and supreme head of the church. A headship exercised throughout the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all for that body. For in that body lives the full measure of Jesus who makes everything complete and who fills everything everywhere with himself. He says, I want you to know this. I want you to know that he's the head. He's your head. Everybody shout, Jesus is my head. The Bible says we're his body. The church, not just me, but we all born again believers. Everybody that knows Jesus Christ is his body on this planet. So everybody that's running around and saying, I believe in Jesus, I know Jesus, I'm born again. You are part of that body. And he's your, he's the head. We're the body, and he said the enemy has been put under his feet. Well, where's his feet? In the body. We are the body. We are his feet, so we're to put the enemy under our feet. Jim Hester, we, I wish y'all would have known Jim Hester. Some of you know Jim Hester. Uh, some of you don't. He went on to be with Jesus, and he said, if you want to tell, if you got anything to say to the devil, write it on the bottom of your foot and put it right there on his face, his head, because that's where he's belongs. That's where he's at. We talk sometimes like the devil is is uh, uh, predominantly greater than God. Some people do. Y'all heard it. I mean, you know, the devil's done this. Listen to me. If we could see, if we could see his his defeat, we'd say. Remember, Isaiah said, or we're going to look and say, is that what terrorized the nations? Is that is that what terrorized the nations? You know. You are, don't, don't get me wrong, cause I don't, I don't promote pride at all, because pride comes before a fall, and God says you have to submit yourself unto God, humble yourself unto my hand to God, and in due season, uh, He'd exalt you, uh, in due season. I'm telling you something, but sometimes you need to bow up at the devil. Come on, bow up and say, hold on, Bubba, you ain't, for the, you, you ain't, you ain't got no place in me. Why? Because first of all, I know who I am. I know, and I'm, I'm, I'm getting a hold of the revelation of who I am, the spirit of wisdoms and revelations and knowledge of God's on the inside of me and working inside of me, and it's going to beginning to lead God and direct me. Why? Because I have the mind of Christ. So I'm thinking the thoughts of Christ. I'm thinking the things of Christ. Are you hearing me? You, you're the, I'm going to challenge everybody in here to start praying that prayer every day, at least once every day. You know how long it takes? About 30 seconds. About 30 seconds to literally begin to pray that prayer over your life. And all, I put myself in there when I, when I'm reading, praying it over me, I put my name in there. 
And so I begin to pray that. And, uh, you know, we don't have any of those, uh, things made up. We can get some and we're trying, we're on the process of getting some of those, uh, uh, cards. It's got the Ephesians 1 prayer and the Ephesians 3 prayer. And, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to Ephesians 3 in about two months. Maybe not. Maybe we'll get there sooner because I've done been how many weeks on just this one chapter. And so I'm telling you, we ain't no hurry, are we? You said, what if you don't get through before Jesus comes back? Hallelujah. All I can say is hallelujah. If I just get midway through Ephesians before Jesus comes back, glory to God. We'll be in heaven. We won't even need to read that. But Well, we may be reading the book of Ephesians when we get there. Because some people's going to be in school when they get there anyway. Because they're going to learn what they didn't learn here. Amen. Come on. You say, how do you know? Well, just wait and see. You say, can you prove it? No, not by the scriptures. But when you get there, you, you say, you got to go to that classroom over there. You can say, pastor told us this was going to happen. <laughs> and it's going to be even funnier if you walk in. I'm the ones up there teaching it. Or if I'm sitting there with you in the seat. <laughs> if I'm sitting there by you, I'm going to say, oops. <laughs> We're all still learning. But listen, huh? Hey, I'd, rather, I'd love to sit and listen to Apostle Paul preach it. But the thing about it is, Paul prayed that prayer. He wouldn't have prayed it if he did not believe it would impact and change your life. He would have never prayed it. So I'm telling you, if it impacts people then, it'll impact people now and it'll impact you. I'm telling you, God wants you to be bold in who you are, know who you are, know who He is. And I'm telling you, have the best life ever right here on the planet. He, I believe, don't believe God wants us to be praying, come quickly, Lord Jesus. I believe He wants us to do business till He comes and knows who we are before He comes and believe, be still living in victory when He comes. Amen. And have people of faith. Amen. God, you're so good. We thank you so much for your plans and your purpose and we thank you for that prayer. We thank you that you're opening the eyes of our understanding, Father God. I pray, Father, I pray, Holy Spirit. I, I just ask you, Holy Spirit. Because I believe everybody's in, if everybody that's in here is born again, they have you in them. And Holy Spirit, I pray that you prompt us every day to pray that prayer. Prompt us every day. And God, that we'll just stop and take those few seconds out of our time to pray that prayer, not over just us, but God, over our loved ones, those that may be struggling in life, maybe those may be struggling with drugs or alcohol, or they may be uh, struggling in, in the depression or whatever the situation may be, that we will just pray. They may be seeking guidance. They may be whatever they might be doing. God, we'll just take time, just a, uh, some time out of the day to pray for those we love. And God, you said if a man don't love himself, he can't love others. So we need to love ourselves enough to pray it for us. So, God, I pray that this will just instill a, a desire in us to know more about you. God, so when we open the Word of God, that we will have an understanding that we'll receive the wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you and those hidden truths, those secret things, God, that you hid for us would be revealed to us. Oh, we love you so much. Just lift your hands to heaven. Oh, we love you, Jesus. Let's just love him a minute. Jesus, we love you. We thank you, God, that tonight you're opening our eyes and stirring us up. God, to read your word, to understand more about who we are and the, the, the things that you have prepared for us. 
Because God, your word says that you have already revealed them to us by your spirit. And so Holy Spirit, help us to understand. Help us to know the things of God in a greater measure. God, let us understand the value of this word and the value of knowing who we are. God, and we'll search for it and dig for it as hidden treasure. Oh, we thank you for it and we love you, Father. We just glorify your name. What an awesome God you are. What a mighty Father. What a mighty Lord and Savior. What an awesome guide, Holy Spirit. What an awesome teacher. Oh, we appreciate you so much. We worship you, Jesus. 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 For I truly desire to show you things that you only thought you could know. But I want to show you these things that they will not be just something that you uh, knew to be, but that something that is real in your life. But I want my word to be so accomplished in you, so moving in you, so working in you. Oh, that you'll know that victory is not just something you, you're hoping for, but something you're living in as a reality. That victory is yours today. For you have the greater one in you. So walk and live like that. Know that I've already placed the power in you to conquer and be more than a conqueror in this life. For I get joy and I get pleasure when my children are victorious. When my children are triumphant in every area of their lives. So just allow my spirit to work. Allow my spirit to teach. Allow my spirit to guide. And when you do that, you'll begin to experience the goodness of my spirit inside of you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Whoa, how good God is. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father God.